Well, hi there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Jeb. I'm Jerry. I was going to say I'm Jerry. I'm not Jerry. Mm. I'm Debbie Georgiana. Everybody wants to be. I know. I get it. (laughs) Everybody wants to be Jerry Usher. That's right. I am Debbie Georgiani with Jerry Usher, and that was hilarious. But you know what? We always have a good sense of humor around here on on Take Two. So you got to keep things, you know, lively and just, you know, lighthearted sometimes. And today's an interesting topic that we're going to try to weave into our spirituality. Um, Hopefully it just won't fall into a straight addiction um, conversation. But Jerry, we're talking about um, those things that we love to collect. Well, this can easily be tied into the faith that maybe you love to collect rosaries or crucifixes or like Debbie scripture verses that she puts up on the walls of her house. Are you a collector of anything, anything at all? We just want to hear what drew you to that, what the what the attraction is, why you love collecting that particular item. And uh, share that with us today at 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. We titled the show uh, Little Red Corvette. What are you a collector of? (laughs) I love, yeah, I love that. Um, So, um, Jerry, I don't think I I know, (laughs) I don't think I know that about you. Did, have you, were you ever a collector of anything? I mean, you're a thrift store, um, you know, person. So I don't, I see you as a person that kind of gives away a lot. Well, I think what, I think I put the show, the topic on the calendar, and what spurred me to do that was um, recently I was somewhere, and they had uh, a lot of areas have these like weekly get-togethers of the vintage cars, you know, and they park there and they put the hood up, and then they're yeah. kind of cruising around town and stuff. So that's why I called it Little Red Corvette. But I once had a very, very beautiful. I don't know how valuable. I have no idea, but it was a beautiful coin collection, um, and I do not know what happened to that, and that's probably not. A surprise because in my career in radio, I've moved about 30 times. <laughs> I didn't take it. I'm telling you, I didn't take it. <laughs> Although but, I love coin collections. What kind of coins? Oh, I had mint coins, <gasps> uh, you know, pennies, nickels, oh. dimes, quarters, half dollars. Wow. But you know, you know what I collect now? And you'll, get a, you'll, you'll appreciate this. I collect heart-shaped rocks. And one of the reasons for that, one of the things that inspired me to do that, remember in the Holy Land, we went to that church, Mm -hmm. and they have the heart-shaped rocks that you kind of stepping stones, Mm -hmm. because that's where Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? So they have the heart-shaped rocks there. So take two family, what do you like to collect and why? 833-288-3986. Heart-shaped rocks. Boy, Mm -hmm. that's... that's, I see them all over the place. It's weird. For real? Yeah. Wow. I mean, they're not perfectly heart shaped. Oh, they're you, like you, can you see have a to use your them. imagination. Yeah, but it's it, it's not a stretch. It's not a stretch. You can definitely see a heart in these ones that I pick up and collect. So beautiful, beautiful. Anyway, here you go. Okay, well, I think that's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing with us. We get we get to know you even better. Um, so, Jerry, um, we're asking our Take Two family, uh, what do you? A collect or what did you collect or what you know maybe there's somebody in your family that's a big collector of something uh we'd like to know so please call in you don't have to be catholic to call in phones are already ringing that's great you guys are taken away as you always do here's the number 833-288-3986 so i shared yesterday that i was a collector for many years almost nine ten years of um ceramic and glass and porcelain and you name it, every kind of um, 
type of mold and everything of uh, pigs, pot belly pigs, small ones, big ones. I mean, it's it's extraordinary. Everywhere you go um, at, at different gift shops, uh, if you go traveling, you can always find a pig magnet or a pig little figurine or something like that. And I had over 150 very unique, very unique di- different pigs. And I even had, somebody had sent me, a relative sent me a 50 pound, um, you know, like kind of what I guess it was made out of, um, not clay or ceramic, you know, it was a hard, it was a hard uh, material, uh, pot belly pig that you could keep outside. And I had it spray painted the color of the house and it was out front of mm. my home for almost six years and people used to pet it. <laughs> <laughs> It was so cute. I don't know where that ended up. I think I gave it to a neighbor or something they want. That's it. I gave it to a neighbor. They wanted it when I moved. But I used to collect these pigs and I still know where they are. They are in our storage unit in several boxes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I have no idea what to do with them. I've given away a lot of them. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure you have. They're just really cute. You know, pigs are very smart and they're clean, actually, and they're they're just people even have little pigs as as pets like dogs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're very maybe nice there's somebody animals. listening who does collect actual live animals. Maybe you, maybe you collect uh, what chickens or dogs or pigs like Debbie. Debbie's aren't real live pigs, but like she yeah. said, it was a pig collection. But yeah, uh, we do have a couple phone lines still open. We're asking you today: yeah. um, Are you a collector of anything? Because I think. You know, being a collector, this is kind of like a hobby. It keeps it keeps the mind going and it keeps us healthy and having interest in certain things like this. So, and we can definitely tie it into the spiritual life, especially if you are a collector of, say, like rosaries. You know, Debbie, I think over the years, you, you, you can probably relate to this. I think I have about 50 rosaries because everywhere you go, people give you a rosary or they give you one on your birthday or on Christmas and pretty mm-hmm. soon you're going like um you know I don't know what to do with all of these a drawer full of rosaries <laughs> a drawer full, and yeah, some it's a glow drawer in the dark too <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I know that's true but then you know what I always do I get mixed up though like which ones are blessed which ones aren't so I just had mm-hmm. the whole drawer blessed again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bless the house and everything that's in it right 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 but you know it's interesting about collecting now you've got me you know i i almost want to go over to the storage unit and grab out all the pigs and just take a look at them again because it's interesting of what made you collect them you know Mm -hmm. like i can Mm -hmm. actually remember various places that i visited that i like there was some from canada that were so cool i mean so there's stuff like that 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 really sparks the memories and triggers that which is exciting so let's talk about it maybe it's religious um things that you collect or maybe it's just things that you just always just really loved like cars or you know think house some people collect houses you never mm-hmm. know 833-288-3986 that's the number to call please join us we are the take two family safe platform for us to come together jerry where we share our lived experiences we don't make um you know fun of each other although i'm not going to take it personally that you're sending in messages um that you're laughing at me about the pig collection so i'm not going to take it personally <laughs> All right. Come on, take two family. We have to have enough of you who collect things to fill up these last couple phone lines here. 833-288-3986. Are you a collector of something? And if so, why? And tell us about your collection here on today's program.
Well, I, I knew it. I knew there were enough people in Take Two Family who collect things to fill up the phone lines, but we still would love to have you join us at 833-288-3986. We'll move through as many calls as we can. Just asking you, are you a collector of anything? And why is that? Who, who inspired that? You know what? I never knew my dad very well, but he I think he was the inspiration for my coin. In fact, he may have given me, may, may, may have started my coin collection by mm. giving me some. So uh, let, let's hear about it, Take Two Family, 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six. There's a, a new book out from EWTN Religious Catalog, and I want to draw your attention to this before we go to the phones. The book is called All One in Christ, A Catholic Critique of Racism and Critical Race Theory by Dr. Edward Fazer. And he gets into what the Catholic Church teaches, actually, about racism and what should Catholics think about critical race theory. His book, All, All One in Christ, lucidly explains the Church's clear and con- consistent condemnation of racism. It shows that the condemnation is not a recent development. It's deeply rooted in centuries of papal teaching and scholastic theology. And the author also demonstrates the critical race theory is in fact a new and insidious form of racism that cannot be reconciled with the social teaching of the church and the call of Christ. It's available now at EWTNRC.com. It's called, the book is All One in Christ, a Catholic critique of racism and critical race theory. You get free standard shipping for order $75 or more online in the continental United States. Just use code free when you check out. That was pretty impressive. You did that all without taking a breath. I know, that was a mouthful. Yeah, Yeah. I'm taking the rest of the show off. Have fun. (laughs) I want to be like you when I grow up. Mm. Okay, um, so our first caller, um, and she's listening to us right now, so I'm just going to state this up front. Uh, Nancy, we received your package, or I received your package, uh, the the package that you sent to me and to Jerry. Uh, I just sent Jerry's in the mail um, yesterday, so he'll be getting it. So we just want to say thank you for your creativity and all your talents. And Nancy, with that, in Spencer, Massachusetts, on Sirius XM 130, welcome to Take Two. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Jerry. Hi, Nancy. Um, I have to admit that I am an avid collector of old religious pictures, especially I have one of the Sacred Heart, Mm. and I had two priests dedicate my home to the Sacred Heart, and I have that picture of the Sacred Heart to remind me that he is first in my life. Mm -hmm. And I also collect rosaries, and I hand them out as fast as I get them. (laughs) Good good for you. you. I love that. Yeah, you know, that is a great way to um, to not run into the problem that Debbie and I were talking about. You, I'm mm-hmm. sure you heard it, Nancy, where you go through your house, you've got this one drawer with like uh, 200 rosaries in there. You don't know, like Debbie said, if they're all blessed or not. You don't know who gave them to you. You don't know, you know, where they originated and so forth. I know everybody, Debbie, we've all got those special rosaries. We know where those are from. We know they're blessed. But, uh, yeah, Nancy, giving those away, I think, is a beautiful idea, and I love, you know, prominently mm-hmm. displaying the sacred heart in your home too. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's it's so that that is so precious, Nancy, and very powerful. Nancy, uh, Jerry and I love you so very very much. You are the you are so talented and such a beautiful soul and we just we love that you are just a wonderful member of the Take 2 family. So we're sending you virtual hugs all the way to Massachusetts, okay, Nancy? Oh, I love it, and thank you, and may your ministry blossom and be blessed and continue to grow. 
Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for, for saying that. Keep us in your prayers. I know you do, and, and the entire Take Two family. We always say we're praying for you, but please uh, let the prayers be coming back in this direction too, because we can always mm-hmm. use them. Absolutely. Oh, and speaking of that, I needed to share something. Our dear friend um, Mary Beth and her daughter Elizabeth are over in Portugal um, and Fatima right now, um, and they are taking the Take Two family intentions and prayers with them to Our Lady. So uh, Fatima. They're over in Fatima, so please pray for one of the Take Two family members who are traveling, um, uh, Mary Beth and Elizabeth, and they uh, are with a big group. And um, all, it's just beautiful to know that uh, all the Take Two intentions are being being um, prayed for. Okay, great. Um, a line is open there if you would like to share with us uh, what you are a collector of, how that came about with you, where have you got some really neat, cool stuff. We'd love to hear about some unique things that you have. Any collection at all, tell us, uh, you know, what inspired you to do that. 833-288-3986. And our good friend Doug in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota is up next listening on Real Presence Radio. Doug, welcome back to the program. Hi, hi, uh, Deb, Jay. Yes, I got a few things, but I'll I'll focus on on the last one. Uh, One thing, I, I love peacocks. I use them to to explain the existence of God. I said, how can a peacock just happen out of uh, circumstance? Mm-hmm. There was a designer behind a peacock. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, the other three are are Mary-related. I collect things that are both magenta and blue because they're uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe's outfit colors. In fact, I got a convertible, a blue convertible with magenta wheels. Then I, I've always uh, been intrigued by crystal blue persuasion. Uh, her her color is blue, so I I buy these little uh, these little um, no, crystalline things that are colored blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also reminds me of crystal blue persuasion uh, <laughs> song by by Tommy James. Right, but that. Uh, Kind of my, my latest is, is giraffe, and I even got one at, at my uh, mailbox out here in the country, mm-hmm. a 12-foot riveted aluminum giraffe. Wow. And he's got a, he's got a hang, uh, sign hanging from his mouth that says, Welcome to our neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But I, I, but love I, that. I also... I also uh, wear one around my neck, a gold one. And actually, last night we went to the Miracle Club movie, and I came out, and uh, one of the attendants said, "Cool necklace. Mm. I never saw a gold giraffe before." And when people bring attention to my gold giraffe, I say, "It represents what happens when you're consecrated to Mary's Immaculate Heart." Wow. She gives you she gives you a bird's eye view. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So 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 it's a little little disguise, but it, it's something that kinda intrigues the question and that's my answer. I leave them with she gives you a bird's eye view. Okay. Wow. So Doug, couple things. Um First, did you did you appreciate that movie, that Miracles movie about Lords? I know it's it was a it's it's a Hollywood story, but was it was it good? Is it worth seeing? Oh, it's excellent. It it touched me so deep, pushed buttons so deep in me. 
Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I've got I've got a history that it it just touched on. It, oh. it, I could tell you that the the priests say people go to Lourdes not necessarily for a miracle, but for the strength to endure That's their right. their uh, trials, mm-hmm. All, and also this is the kind of theme of the whole movie. They go there for reconciliation. Mm. Mm, okay. it's, it's good, good movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll put that on my list to see, and then then I just wanted to say, and then I'll I'll toss it over to Jerry. Um, so giraffe, it cracks me up when you go to the zoo. We have a beautiful zoo here in Arizona, um, and it's something that we go to a lot with kids and grandkids and stuff. And uh, I, I I just you have to imagine that the you know that the good Lord definitely had has a good sense of humor with the creation of a giraffe. Okay. I just think in, when you watch them and how they and how they kind of move and and they graze and stuff like that. It's they're very interesting animals. But you started off with the peacock, and I agree with you. Uh, extraordinary um, um, uh, animal, and I will tell you that a creation. And I will tell you that um, they they are very temperamental, though. Um, when I took my little son many years ago to the zoo, he was in the um, stroller and he was eating this pretzel that he wanted so badly, and he was clutching the pretzel, and he was so cute. And this peacock came out from nowhere and ran up to him and grabbed the pretzel <laughs> as hard as it, it could and ripped it from my son's hands, and it was very traumatic. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, they they can be tough birds. I tell you, what it yeah. did. Any comments for Doug? No, I, just, no, I agree. Not, Go ahead, Doug. One other thing I I'll add to the uh, bird's eye view that our lady gives is I say I saw a video of a giraffe, and everyone's heard uh, the devil goes about uh, trying to devour souls like a roaring lion. Well, uh, in this video, there were four lions hanging on this giraffe, trying to take it down. And she just, or he just kept walking along. Eventually they said, oh, booyah, and you, and, and let it go. It just wow. walked away. Wow. So, so I give them that, that image, too, that you stand by Mary, you, you can't take yourself to her heart, and she'll, uh, she'll protect you from the lion. Wow. Well, there you go. There's a new king of the jungle. It's the giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Great to Thank have you, you on the Doug. show again, as always. 833-288-3986. Um, are you a collector? And what do you collect and why? And if you've got any really unique things, Doug uh, collects peacocks and giraffe uh, necklaces, I guess, and a lot of Mary-related stuff. So tell us what you collect. We'd love to hear about it. You know it. what I can never understand? How come the male... Um, animals are so much, you know, they're prettier than the, than the female. Have you ever noticed that? I have not. No. Uh-uh. Oh yeah. Take a look at the, 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 the animal kingdom. You'll see that the male, the male species of the, of the animals just have like a beautiful mane and, you know, design and mm. like with the peacocks and everything, you know, uh, it, it, they just have more color. Um, have you ever known? And then the, then the females are kind of blah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. You never well, noticed I- that? I have not. No, I never have. Oh, yeah. Have, Take but... a look. Well, you've. Had, when was the last time you were at a zoo? Uh, it's been a while. Oh, yeah. You need to go to the zoo. Okay. We're going to go to Denny, and Denny is in Pensacola, Florida, on our friends at Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Denny. Hi. How are you all today? Great. How well. are you? 
I'm doing great. Uh, I'm in Northwest Florida, the world's most beautiful beaches, and I'm a treasure hunter. So I collect all kinds of things, but my specialty happens to be in antique bottles. And I have about a 750 uh, antique bottles that range from 100 to 300 years old um, of all different types. Uh, Certain ones are obviously more valuable than others. There's ones they call the Holy Grails, and those were like the first Coca-Colas, the first Pepsis bottled in 1895. And they were only bottled in Florida and Alabama originally in 1895. And they range from two thousand to eight thousand dollars, <laughs> wow. uh, depending on which town you find them from. And um, probably the more interesting out of the bottles that I found was another Holy Grail, which is a poison bottle. And what's the best part about it is, is everyone thinks it was intended to to kill somebody because the bottle is called a poison bottle. But it's actually quite the contrary. A uh, hundred years ago, they had minimal standards, but they, if they had one, it was any fluid that was in a bottle that. Uh, you weren't supposed to drink, had to say poison on it in some form or fashion. So it was quite the opposite. It was trying to prevent people from dying from drinking the wrong fluid in a bottle. So, uh, anyways, nonetheless, it was it's a 100 to 120-year-old poison bottle. It's a, It's got a skull and crossbones on it, and it's got raised lettering on it. But uh, anyhow, it's a passion of mine. My grandfather introduced me to it when I was a kid in Michigan, uh, hunting bottles, and... Um, I kind of dove headlong into it as an adult. <laughs> and uh, so I find all kinds of other things also while finding bottles. I've found everything from pistols to swords, um, wow. just mm-hmm. marbles. And believe it or not, marbles range. They're just the little toy marbles. They range from $0.05 cents to $5,000. So there's value in just about any category you can think of yeah. uh, once you start getting into the treasure hunting world, if you will. But anyways, I hope you all find that interesting and Maybe hopefully you'll find a, a a holy grail of in the bottle hunting world. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? I had, I had two questions for you, Denny. You answered one. I was going to say, how did you get started in this? I was I was thinking maybe you just happened upon one uh, on a nice day at the beach, and you said, "Hey, these are kind of cool," and then you started seeing them. But you said, "I think your grandfather introduced you to it." The other thing was, do you do you get glass balls in your part of the part of the country? Because where I grew up, the, the coast of the state of Washington, we used to get glass balls that would come in um, all the time, and I'm not sure what they originally used for, but they would get free in the ocean and wash them on the shore. Sure, sure. No, I, I you know, I, I worked uh, at two premier antiques malls in, in the south, uh, both in Destin, Florida, and we used to sell those there. And okay. uh, I've never found one, but I, I was told those were floats, I think, yeah. for for holding nets and things like that. So I, I actually don't know a lot about those, um, but that we used to sell those <laughs> at Smith's oh. Antiques. But uh, no, uh, my grandfather, we... He was in uh, Flint, Michigan, and when I was eight or nine years old, me and my uncle and my brother and my uncle, my grandfather, we used to go to the Flint River looking for specific bottles. And he's since passed, and but I have a couple of his bottles, and I'm that I cherish. And uh, but that's kind of what sparked it. But it wasn't until about 25 years ago I watched one of those shows about treasure hunting, and they were talking profiled Mel Fisher, who's the most famous treasure hunter of all times. He's the one that found all the Spanish ships around the coast in Florida. And um, actually, on Thanksgiving 97, they had a marathon. They had four hours of the hunt for amazing treasures. And I watched four hours of it, and I couldn't sleep that night. It just became an obsession after that. So I started as a kid, but I became obsessed uh, at 25 years old. (laughs) Well, 
You know, Danny, you could be obsessed about a lot worse things. It sounds I, like you have an amazing hobby and collection going there, right, Debbie? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, totally. And I think it's 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 a very interesting. It probably, you know, um, gives you that, um, you know, that burst of wow. I, what am I going to find? You know, adrenaline. What, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that, Denny. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing with us. We appreciate it. God bless you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. You hear the music. We're going to hit the pause button when we come back. More of your calls on things that you collect. Um, we'd love to hear from you at eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. All right, today, take two with Jerry and Debbie. We're asking you: Are you a collector of anything? Maybe it's something, you know, big ticket stuff like antique cars. Maybe it's, um, you know, religious items. Maybe it's coins. Maybe it's butterflies. Maybe it's, <laughs> we could go on and on forever. Um, why? Why are you a collector of those things? And tell us about your collection. 833-288-3986. Uh, Pablo, hang on. In Grants Pass, Oregon. Linda, you too. I just wanted to get to Cease's email, Debbie. She yes. says, what a fun topic. And I like what she says. She says, I've come to the conclusion that we spend the first 50 years of our lives collecting things and we spend the next 50 years of our lives giving it all away. I wish someone had told me that when I was younger. That's my response on collecting. Be blessed. Cease. Mm-hmm. Thank you, I Cease, love for it. that. Yeah. So true. Um, I mentioned ladybugs because, you know, that, that has a connection to um, the Blessed Mother as well. I saw Church Pop did an article on it. I know a lot of people collect ladybugs. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Um, you know, the little, the little pins and the little sure. uh, ladybug figurines. Um, but yeah, we would like to hear from you. Um, so we've learned a lot so far that Jerry lost his coin connection and Denny has a great, um, antique bottle treasure hunting, um, uh, hobby, which did he say it turned into a, is it a job or is it still a hobby? He says, I think he said obsession. It's, but does, well, can you, does he make money healthy. off of it? Do you know? I don't know. He didn't okay. say. But we need to find he, out those details. We forgot to ask those questions. Okay, it's you not know, something he wanted to reveal on global radio. <laughs> well, you revealed you lost a very, a very um, expensive coin collection. Okay, so the number to dial is 833-288-3986. You can email us if you want to continue the conversation at take2 at EWTN.com. Um, but please call us. We love to hear your voice. Uh, Linda is up next in Cary, Illinois on WSFI. Hi, Linda. Hello. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Tell us what uh, you I collect. Want to tell you. Okay. I collect any pictures of Jesus from ancient pictures until recent ones and of the Virgin Mary and baby Jesus. I also have a uh, Versato, uh, which was a wonderful artist, and it's the Virgin Mary holding baby Jesus. I have these in, uh, the pictures of Jesus and crucifixes throughout my entire home, even in my bathroom, and that's so that my grandchildren can see the importance of Jesus in their heart and in their minds and in their souls. And they do recognize it, and they do mm-hmm. have me talk to them about Jesus quite often. Wow. Do you know what, you happen to know what the oldest one you might have is, Linda? Just curious. The oldest one? Yeah. It's a black and white picture of Jesus, and it was prior to the 1900s. Mm. Okay. Wow. Well, I, I love what you added at the end there. You put those up 
in the home, all around the home. And it's great for kids. And I think you said in your case, grandkids, you know, because they can just, like you said, they, they'll just see these and no words really have to be said. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like it's sort of surrounding them with the one that they want to fall in love with. That's Jesus. And of course, his mother as well, the Virgin Mary. So I think yeah. that's fantastic. What do you think, Deb? Oh, well, you know how I feel about it, Jerry. You've been to our home. I have scripture verses and pictures and, and religious art pretty much on every single wall of our home. So I completely agree with you. First of all, I love it for myself because it always is a constant reminder to keep Jesus and his word, his the living word of God um, on my mind and, and um, in my heart. And, you know, it, it helps, you know, just to be in a better disposition and a better place, right? Well, for evangelization purposes, it's golden. So yeah. Linda, you're on to something. I think you're awesome. I, 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 I don't want to put any pressure on you, but I would love to, if you, is there any way you can snap a picture from your phone of that black and white image of Jesus and email it to us? If you get a chance, I would love to see it. I don't think I've ever seen um, a black and white picture like that from, from that long ago. Could you do it? Yeah. Yes, I can. Absolutely. I will do that. Okay. Thank you. It's take two at EWTN.com. Thank you so much. Have you ever seen a black and white image? I don't think I've ever seen a black and white image. I don't know. I probably have. Yeah. I just don't recall. Um, Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank you, Linda. God bless you. And may you be richly blessed by having all of those beautiful images of Jesus and Mary and even the baby Jesus around in your home. All right, Pablo in Grants Pass, Oregon has been holding patiently, I think twice. We lost you one time, Pablo, and now we got you back listening on His Mercy Radio. Hi, Pablo. Very true. Thank you very much. Good morning, Jerry and Debbie. How are you guys today? Very well. Better now that you called. Well, thank you very much. I uh, I appreciate what you guys do, and I wanted to share uh, my uh, collections with you, but I have to say, this is the first time I call, not because I haven't wanted to or I'm afraid to or anything like that. No, on the contrary, I'm quite, uh, you know, <laughs> gregarious and, and and all that stuff. But uh, I just love listening to EWTN, and uh, you're part of that great team out there. And uh, it just blesses me so much. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, 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 no kidding. It's great. I tell everybody I can to to try and do it, but they just don't seem to want to get it. I don't know why, but uh, Mm -hmm. I keep trying, you know? Mm -hmm. It's all you can do, Pablo. Just keep keep telling people about it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I collect baby trees, and I grow them to be bonsai. I I plant them I, from seed, from cuttings, from wherever you want. I buy some. I have over 400 trees that I take care of on a daily basis in my backyard. My goodness. And it's, it's, it's almost harrowing, to be perfectly honest with you. And when I retired, it became my passion. When I was uh, still working, I developed uh, the art a little bit by going to a, um, a bonsai club and uh, learning. And that has become something that has helped me very much in retirement. I am busy continuously. So um, wow. besides that, that it consumes me, I, I must uh, tell you that I've always collected, just like you, uh, Jerry, uh, rocks, heart rocks. Oh, really? Was it you? That, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I collect heart rocks. But I've got rocks coming out of my ears in Oregon here. Everywhere you look, there's rocks. And I can't tell you, every time I find a heart 
and they're all different sizes and shapes, as you know. And and they go straight to my wife, and I that and I say, "Here's another heart for you, honey." Uh, how many is that? Well, she has no clue, <laughs> but they're mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> so um, that 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 has become uh, uh, kind of a passionate thing for me wow. uh, to just express love. So, Pablo, I, I need to ask you this because you were talking about the the um, bonsai um, type of art, right? Because there's a there's a there's a real creative art side to it when you trim, you know, and and you know have that um, exercise, if you will, on the bonsai um, tree and how to take care of it. I remember years ago, after I had my first child, somebody sent me a miniature bonsai tree and said, you take scissors and, you know, trim, trim, trim it. And, and it actually has a calming effect or something of that nature, like because you're, you're just, you know, taking time and being in the present moment and everything. I destroyed the tree. So I don't know how you, I don't know how you do it. I, I, there's a real art to it, isn't there? Wow. Yeah, there, there is. And I'm not artistic necessarily, but I come from people that are relatively creative. My mom and my aunts and uncles, uh, uh, I just so happened to express my uh, creative juices after I retired from the radio industry. As a matter of fact, I was wow. a good copywriter. I was an account executive all my life and I wrote great copies. So I was very creative, but when it came to uh, doing something uh, for myself, it, it became the, the trees. And um, it's interesting, you say, you know, you have to trim, 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 trim. And, and yes, uh, some trees more than others, because they just grow like like wildfire. They just mm. whoo, sprout these new branches, and you have to keep them all in their shape that you've designed for that particular tree based on what the tree itself gives you. Uh, some people try to force the shape on a tree, and and it just turns out to be uh, a poor representation of a bonsai. You you have to go with what God intended for that little tree. And, <laughs> yeah, that was and my problem. That. Yeah, that was my problem. I forced it definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say too, as you were as you were saying that, Pablo, I thought, man, there's an analogy between that and our relationship with God. You know, God is the one who fashions us to be what we're we're meant to be and wow that just hit me when you were saying that I, have you ever thought about that that's very true and it's hit me many times uh oh, jerry okay. I, I must admit that that uh, like the the potter and you know, the pottery yeah. the god being the potter um it's that that, that that he does with us here uh and and everything uh he <laughs> not, not just us his children but all his creation I live. I'm. Sur- I live in a valley. I, I live next to a river. It's called the Rogue River, and I look out every day and I see the the valley of the river, the, the mountains all around me, the trees that are in the ground that are huge, and then my little trees. And it's all God's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, it's, his, it's his his painting, and it's just amazing. Wow. I'm great. Well, yeah. Having lived in, in Portland and in that part of the country, I lived in Portland about 18 years, been to Grants Pass many times, Pablo, Grants Pass, Medford, uh, Brookings, the, the southern Oregon coast is absolutely stunningly beautiful. So you are a blessed man, dear brother, that you get to wake up and look at that each and every morning. And I'm sure you, I'm sure you realize how blessed you are. I could hear it in your voice as you were describing that. Oh, thank you. Yes, I am very blessed indeed. And uh, um, I finally got away from the 
hustle and bustle of the Los Angeles area. Oh, <laughs> well, and that's funny because that's you. what I picked up on too. Pablo, you sound very peaceful, like your spirit, you seem very calm. I try to be, I, and that's part of what that bonsai has done for me, is brought me down from those uh, elevated, uh, um, uh, not necessarily good elevated thoughts that I've always had, you know, rush, 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 sell, 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 uh, you know, work, work, work. Uh, now I, I'm tired. I go in. Yeah, <laughs> now you, now you trim, trim, no trim. You're, <laughs> you're trimming all those trees. How many trees did you say you had? Well, I have over 400 that are in pots. Not all of them are actual bonsais yet. Wow. The word bonsai means uh, tree in pot. Right, right. And um, so so I, I have uh, over 400 trees that are pots at various stages from little uh, seedlings that are trying to make their way up and uh, mm-hmm. to to cuttings to, to one-year-olds, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds. And then I've got some that are in the 40-, 50-year-old range that I been working with uh, for 15 years so yeah i've got a lot of them and they're all in pots and i have some in the ground trying to thicken up their trunks a little bit Beautiful. But, uh, very cool isn't that cool yeah that is just fascinating pablo yeah. really really good great phone call we thank you for that keep up uh, the, the beautiful um stress reducing mm-hmm. uh care of your bonsai trees we yeah wow yeah and don't be like debbie <laughs> <laughs> and destroy it in six months. Well, yeah. I'm a black thumb, really, literally. You, you want something dead, give it to me, and it won't take long. <laughs> we have that in common. Mm-hmm. Okay, my husband, everything he plants grows beautifully. He is yeah, natural. Well. It's amazing. Uh, Marty just, he has such a knack for it. So our producer, Ace McKay, he collects skeleton keys. Huh. And he says okay. it's a reminder of the keys to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. I think those skeleton keys are really cool. I have one from yeah. a grandfather clock. I have one. It's mm, really nice. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's totally, um, it's awesome. I Sometimes I just look at it because it's so unique. Okay, Lisa in Ohio is up next. Sirius XM 130 is the way Lisa's listening. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Take Two. Hi. Um, I won't take too long because it's not a too long a story, but, um, I used to, I used to collect, um, coffee cups and I had over 200 and I had them in like two or three boxes. And the place where we lived, we lived there for 10 years. We rented cause it was close to my mom. And I didn't realize that where, uh, I had put them in the basement was damp. I had no, I didn't know. And, um, my mom passed, uh, in 2017 and about a year later we were getting ready to move. And, um, I went to, you know, load up everything and I grabbed, you know, one of these boxes and I went to go through the, the, the cups and they just started disintegrating in my hand. And I went to the other box and the same thing. And, and many of them were broken and they just, and, and they just went into powder. And I thought, and I had collected these with, you know, when my mom and I went to, um, here in Ohio, we have Cedar Point. Uh, when uh, my husband and I went to Putin Bay, all these different places. I had some from Florida, this or that or the other, and they were kind of mementos, you know. Wherever we had traveled, I always ha- always had to get a coffee cup, and they were just disintegrating and going into dust. And I thought, while it's good to be, I heard your one talker or caller about uh, the glass bottles. That's pretty cool. But to be uh, completely and totally obsessed, 
every everything it says it in the Bible. Everything goes back to the earth. So it's just uh, it's fine. I still collect a few things here or there, but I just don't get um, it's it's a material thing, mm-hmm. and we need to keep our eyes on God and. Um, because everything else is going to go by the wayside but our souls. Well, I tell you what, Lisa, I think you and I are being kind of nudged by the Holy Spirit on the same kind of direction on this, because as you were talking, I thought of the verse in Matthew 6, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, Um, you know, and you you had that experience, and you've got a great, I think, a great disposition and perspective on this, because, you know, uh, it sounds like, I'm I'm sure it was, uh, you viewed it as an unfortunate thing that happened, you probably wished it didn't happen, but it did happen, and you sound like you kind of roll with it, because you realize, like you said, everything is going back to dust, and the only thing that matters really is our our spirits, our souls, and our relationship with God, so I think you've got a great perspective on that. Well, thank you. It took me a while to get there, but, you know, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sure did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're talking. You know, you're you're talking to someone, Lisa, who I I have in the past couple years, especially through the pandemic, I I've been giving away everything, just you know, just constantly purging and simplifying. The only thing I have trouble with, Lisa, is my whole my. I share this many times. Every part, every almost every square inch of of our home has religious art or. Uh, scripture verses, and I don't know exactly what to do with all of that once I leave this earth. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. But no, I, I agree with you, Lisa. You know, I think just to keep that perspective, to keep the focus on God and uh, all else is just, you know, kind of added things that we we accumulate or we uh, we have as a way to bring us some joy, but it's not, we shouldn't really, I guess, you know, be leaning on them or depending on them. So Lisa, you're awesome. Thank you for sharing with us today takes me back to um, Cease's email a few minutes yes. ago. and I, Like you, I've been trying to, you know, offload a lot of stuff. And we come upon these things, Debbie, we go, you know, okay, I remember saving this. I don't remember why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and then, then you finally, you know, you, you get to a, per, a point in life where you're just like, the, the things you thought were like really super meaningful 30 years ago. Right. And, and maybe they were, you know, nostalgic or reminded you of something. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But I think we do reach a point in life, like you said, what am I going to do with all these scripture verses around your house? Well, yeah. you know, you have to will them to somebody, I guess. Exactly. Well, and it can get disappointing. Like, I don't know if anybody else, we should do a show on this one time uh, in the future about like, if you talk to your kids or grandkids and you say, hey, I've got all this stuff that I've been collecting for years, you know, do you want it when I die? You know, they, they oftentimes they'll say, no, I've got nowhere. (laughs) I can't store it anywhere. I really don't want to give it away. And you're like, oh, wow, that's a bummer. I spent all these years collecting because I thought maybe you'd want these things. Uh Oh, hurt feelings. Yeah, the kids (laughs) don't want them. Um, Before we get back to the phones, uh, Jerry, let me share with our listeners and the Take-Two family, EWTN Live with Father Mitch Pacwa. Uh, Wednesday night, 8 Eastern Time on EWTN TV and radio. Father Mitch interviews a variety of guests, and uh, tomorrow night he covers the topic of church teachings. Oh, Father Mitch Pacwa does an amazing job. Mm -hmm. Um, We had Carmen on the line, but Carmen just dropped. It was talking about pictures of birds. You know, that Mm. I want to just share that something about my mom, Connie. Um, We're coming up on her two-year anniversary of uh, she died on St. John um, Vianney, some say, um, Vianney, um, wonderful 
uh, Saint uh, August 4th is when my mom passed. My mom collected those. And I, I think a lot of people in that generation did it. I'm just curious. Do you remember it? Those porcelain red robin and birds. Do you remember mm-hmm. Yeah, they they used to stick them in the kitchen and stuff. It's like it was like some decoration that everybody had back in the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. I have one of them, but guess what? The beak um, chopped off. I have to oh, glue it back oh, together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So birds, birds are a big, birds are a big deal. Butterflies. You mentioned butterflies, Jerry. That is very big. I do know a, a lot of people that love the whole cow motif. Um, the the um, you know, every they do their whole their kitchens are totally done with the cow towels and you know the black and white of you know. Have you ever seen that? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never got into that, but that's kind of cool. I've seen that before. So we're talking about that. How does this weave into our spirituality? Well, you know, it kind of goes back to what Lisa said. You know, what is our focus? What is our perspective? We don't want to get too obsessed with something because then it takes our focus off of God and onto things that can't bring us eternal life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot to say, there's a lot to say on this topic. And I know our dear friend, Timoteo weighed in and he's, and he wants us to share with all of the take two family, his take on this. Yeah. A couple, he weighed in a couple times. Let me see here. He sent an email, uh, take two, at EWTN.com is the email address, 24-7. It's open if you want to email anytime. Uh, he says, my collection take at the present time and year earlier. He said, it's a weird collection. Various sized models of the German World War II era Mark VI Tiger Tank. He said that was inspired by his very first viewing of Kelly's Heroes. Mm-hmm. And Tim Mateo says, currently I collect uh, Catholic Challenge coins used as part of my mobile field altar. My growing library of suggested books on angels. You'll be happy to hear mm-hmm. that, Debbie. I love and that. And he says, God bless the Take-Two family, Timoteo. And then he also said that he had a priest who collected frogs. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's interesting about frogs because frogs is an, frog is an acronym for fully rely on God. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of programs, that, a lot of religious education programs that use the frog um, and they give, they put frogs on the t-shirts and everything. So fully rely on God, on, fully rely on God. I love that. You've heard of that acronym. Yeah, absolutely. From you, yeah, yeah on the show. Oh, you heard it from me? I had, I'd never heard of it before. Wow. I've actually said something that you've never heard of before? Yeah. <laughs> so that's out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Once every couple of years. Okay, so we're, you want to go back to social media? Yeah. Um, Jonathan also emailed. He says, I collect trading cards, which I also used to do as well um, when I was a is that kid, like baseball all, cards and stuff? Yeah, I had all kinds of, you know, football and baseball cards and things like that. Yeah, those are probably, worth money too. I base, was going to say, I probably, mm-hmm. probably wish I had those more than the coin collection now. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, yeah, via uh, watching the video on YouTube, hi, you guys, video on YouTube and Facebook. Dave says, I have to refrain from collecting things. I realize that I would have a mass amount of stuff that would just sit unused. He says, I do have a temptation to collect rosaries and nativities. I also have a small collection of postcards. I bought various ones from my previous hometowns to relive the memories of living there. They are not very expensive and don't take up much room. He says, I saw a beautiful rosary made of black and clear Swarovski crystals. It was around $285. No one needs expensive rosaries. It says, not about the beads, but the intention. Mm. That's from Dave. Wow. Thank you, Dave. And Anna Marie, would you like to share Anna Marie? 
Anna Marie says, my brother collected beer cans when he was attending college, smiley face. Uh, my parents loved uh, that, uh, that he walked into the room and said, uh, you look like a boozer. He graduated with honors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I got all of that right, yeah. Anna Marie. And, Re- and Regina said, uh, Regina here saying, I collect postage stamps. Wow. And there you go. I mean, yeah. hello. <laughs> That's one of the most popular collections. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Lighthouses and ladybugs on stamps. And I also met a new male friend last year, Jeff. He's, he's a, he is a stamp dealer, and we are having a long-distance romance, hoping mm. for the best. Wow, Regina, that is awesome. I love the lighthouses and ladybugs. You know, light, I love lighthouses. You know, they're, they, they don't move. They, they shine and they don't move. And there's so much you can relate with lighthouses and being, um, you know, a, a, a person of faith. I love that. Wow. Lighthouses and ladybugs. Well, what very I think cool. is cool too, yeah, I mean, this is probably not all that unusual because people meet uh, very interesting people around their, their hobbies and their interests and stuff. But uh, Regina, uh, thanks for sharing with us that you met this gentleman may, named Jeff, who's a stamp dealer. You collect stamps. You're having that long distance romance. You say you're mm-hmm. hoping for the best. Well, we can promise you our prayers yeah. that uh, you know God will guide the two of you. Hopefully, it, if it's God's will, it'll be a beautiful, holy, happy, mm-hmm. godly relationship. Absolutely. And real quickly, we have 30 seconds, but it's our friend Lois uh, from uh, Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Lois, you have 30 seconds. Welcome. Hi. So I don't need any more things, as everybody talks about. So what I do is I take pictures of the sixth station of the cross whenever I travel and go to Mass someplace different. Very cool. Take a picture of the sixth station. I love that. Lois, thank you. Wow, that is really a cool idea. Yeah. I might have to borrow that idea. <laughs> that's, that's the station where Veronica wipes the face yeah, of Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's I know. beautiful. Thank you, Amazing. Lois. We're glad, we're glad we could squeeze you in there. Yeah, that was great. Wow, what a fun oh, show. What a wonderful show. I just, I just love the Take Two family. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about where are you from? Wow, Jerry, that's exciting. Where are you yeah, from? well, we're all from somewhere, and mm-hmm. many of us, if not most of us, don't live actually where we're originally from. So we're going to talk about that. You get a chance to give a shout out to your birthplace, your hometown, and what you still maybe love and reminisce about that. Mm-hmm. New Jersey pizza. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Okay, you guys, this is going to be an exciting topic tomorrow, and we hope that the Take, Take Two family participates like you always do. Until then, have a beautiful and blessed day. We ask St. Joseph, please pray for us. <laughs>